Hello love, before we get into today's episode, if you want even more glittery goodness bang for your buck, well then you need to head to glitterball.plus where you can subscribe for just $7 a month. You'll get first listen access to all your Glitterball favourites, ad-free listening, as well as exclusive podcasts just for Glitterball Plus subscribers. You can head to glitterball.plus today to get all that and more for just $7 a month. Let's get into today's show. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Another week, it's time to meet another friend. This week, we chat with Jeremy Ashdown. We talk life, lessons learnt, and, to be quite honest with you, several tangents. Welcome to another episode of Glittery Goodness, the Design Pals series. So this week, you get to meet the wonderful Jeremy Ashdown. I know Jeremy because of my time at Foundry, the Tasmanian Design School, and I'm very grateful to say that we've become pretty solid friends since I think you may think differently, who knows. Uh, but this chat was very chilled, we went on a lot of tangents, so brace yourself for that. But this was a very insightful chat about life, lessons learnt, and one in particular that has stuck in my brain, even though I've given him the nickname of UX Man, Jeremy's philosophy on how he approaches his design work is very insightful, I think. Um, but two things, this chat was again recorded by Zoom and again recorded in October of last year. But I really hope you enjoy this chat and take some things away from it because I feel like it was quite insightful as well as a little silly. Enjoy. forget how simple that is i expect like a three two one to come up but it never does so, <laughs> catches you off guard. Um, yeah it completely catches me off guard so welcome to the podcast jeremy thank you for joining me it's not it's a worry very appreciated um not a so before we jump into the questions do you want to introduce yourself to to our listeners 
Yeah, I am Jeremy. I am a designer first and a student second. There's, there always seems to be this um, th- this thing. It's like, oh, you're a student. Oh, but you're a student designer. No, no, I design things, but I'm also learning the craft. I don't think you ever stop learning to be a designer, to be honest. Yeah, no. no if you, if, if you say you've learned everything in design, you're lying. <laughs> and there's something seriously wrong. Because yeah, the way yeah. trends evolve, like, no. No, no. I think, you know, I could have picked an easier industry. Um, <laughs> instead. I oh, did you design. have a few on the cards? Did you have a few on the cards? Yeah. Uh, not really, no. I tried a few and I was just hopeless. I'm like, I, was, I, I like making things. Let's just stick with that and just yeah. run with it. There. Uh, see, this is why I let people describe themselves in their own words. Like, you'll get an intro at the start of the show from me, but like, this is why I let people describe themselves in their own words because <laughs> I find it interesting. Um, I, I get nervous when people will do this big spiel, like, "Oh, this person, he has done this and this, and he's won this award and this award," and I'm thinking to myself, "Oh crap, I have to live up for this now." So if I downplay myself at the start. It's easy. It's easy oh yeah, but me. your downplaying's going to come after my intro for you, so you know. <laughs> okay, um, okay, everyone listening, don't expect much. Okay, and go. Okay, uh, so I guess kind of leading on from what you were saying a second ago about having like tried a few things and and um, and landed where you have now with studying the craft of design, being a designer and studying the craft of design, as you put it. What drew you to this kind of world? What I was, all, I sort of use it as an escape, almost. Mm-hmm. So this is, this is probably going to reveal my age a bit. But when I went to high school, we had a, uh, a an area for computers. Right. Yeah. So it's unlike yes. today where everyone has, like everyone has a computer in the back pocket now, on, and they have an iPad or that laptop. But at that Our point, there was like a one, computer room. There was a room. Yeah. Think, think, um, beige boxes. Oh, yep, yep. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> that that should give you an idea. Yeah. Um, and I went to a really sporty school, so you know, at lunchtime you played sports outside or played sports in the gym. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't for that, so I used to go to the computer lab. Right. Yes. And just mess around with stuff. Um, and one of the first pieces of software I touched was, which I'm not sure if it's around, PaintShop Pro. Oh, the name does ring a bell. I feel like we had that installed on some computer lab computers at, at some like level a, of primary uh, school or something. It's like an alternate to Photoshop. I okay. Like. But similar but to Paint? Had, I think so. It's okay. a while ago now. Right. Remember beige boxes. It was a while ago. Yes, yes, yes. Um, but but they had this cool little um, software off to the side of it. We could make cell animation by just oh, drawing a picture. Right. And I remember drawing a few pictures. I I couldn't draw then. I can't draw now. No, let's like take kind of. Yeah. Um, and you could animate them. Right. And so I'd draw these little animations of people walking or jumping oh, up so and down. Cool. And I remember like, this is awesome. This thing didn't exist before, except in my head. And now right. people can see it. And it's doing so, what I imagined it doing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a, a cruddier version, but it's still, it's still, yeah. it's still there. Um, so I would go to the computer lab for 
the length of high school and just make stuff. And that's what I did. I didn't know it was design back then. I didn't know you could make a career out of it or anything like that. So by the time high school finished, I had this nice little catalog of these little quirky animations. I started messing around with um, making websites with um, front page, I think. It's like a, a drag and drop editor. Like a oh, drag and drop okay. editor, you make websites. Yep, um, yep. And then I thought I was really tech savvy because I could upload them to GeoCities. Now you're Older showing people. your age. This is where you're showing Older your age. Know. I know. I was like, look at this. People can see my stuff. Oh my God, I this. love it. I'm, I'm professional now. I'm online. <laughs> With a GeoCities website. <laughs> With a GeoCities website, which, oh, which is uh, great. Which is gone now. That's great. But, um, but that was sort of what I grew up doing. So I didn't know there was a design thing. It was just, I could make stuff and it was fun. And, and it wasn't until you... later in life where I realized, oh, hang on, I can actually, pe- people can pay me yeah. to, th- to do this stuff. It's quite it's the revelation, wild, isn't it? Wild, it's a wild concept. Yeah. Because I'd, I'd do this stuff for free. <laughs> I'm not going to live off it, do it for free, but you know. No, but you, for free. you do it for free and you'd be quite happy doing it. Um, I get that because like I was because I I don't know how much you know of my backstory these our listeners know a fair bit by now across this series of interviews but um, (laughs) I I, much like you I was very much the not the sporty kid that let me go fiddle with the computers kind of kid and always making Mm -hmm. like I was I spent the majority of my childhood and this is going to sound real strange but in a 3D architecture program like building nice. like nice. sets of like TV shows and, and weird <laughs> shit. And, and like I, I would I, I would go into like such fine details as to make my own custom patterns or colours and I was such a detailed orientation. Were you were you big strange. on um The Sims when that came out? Yes, yes, very much so. You're like, um, here's all this fun stuff you can play with. Stuff that I'm gonna make happen. Yeah, yeah. It was it was all about the building and then with a side order of drowning some sims in a pool. Uh, well, that's that you have to do that. Yes. Is it really the sims if you don't drown someone? Or Absolutely. You remove the door. Mm-hmm. Remove the door, remove the fence and just let them flail around. Um, <laughs> that's half the fun, isn't it? What would you say is the biggest lesson that you've learnt on your journey so far? I know. Big um, existential I, I questions. Make... Don't have a crisis. <laughs> what is the meaning of life? Well, <laughs> the biggest lesson. I think early on, and I think I think this is quite normal for designers. We're like, we, well, not designers, people in general, we like to compare ourselves to other people. Um, and I think that's just something we all do. Instinctually, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Um, so I think one of the biggest lessons I learned is, you know, it doesn't matter how good you get with the tools that you have at your disposal. There's always going to be someone who's better. Um, so I learned ages ago that um, it doesn't matter as much as you think it does. 
I guess if people are coming to you, they're coming to you for you, right? Like, yeah. I mean, if you take a look at some of the, you know, like Michael Bayrug, for example, and like amazing at his job. If a client's coming to you to have something like to fix a problem, um, he's coming to you. He's not going to Michael Bayrug. Yeah. He's not going. He doesn't know the world of designers. Yeah. He wants to know. I have a problem. Can you fix it? Yeah. If they wanted and a particular designer, they'd go and find that particular designer. They wouldn't be coming exactly. to you. Exactly. Exactly. So we're, we're thinking to ourselves, oh, we're not as good as this person. We're not as good as that person. And, it, and realistically, it doesn't matter. I like that. Um, what what does matter is uh, your communi- how good can you communicate? Because ultimately, that's what matters in the end. Yeah, if a client to- goes... Can you fix this problem? You have to go, yes. And this is how I'll do it. And this is how I'll do it. Yeah. So communication. Than... Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I okay. know designers that are fantastic, but they their communication skills aren't quite up to par. So it doesn't matter if you can make the, the best logo or branding in the world. If you can't talk about it, then it's mute. Yeah. Yeah, you need to you need to be able to stand behind what you're making. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I've, I've I've talked to um quite a few people at Foundry about this. Because we have students who are doing amazing work and then they're like, "Okay, go into the world, ask for a bunch of money for stuff you've been doing for free." That and, and that to is... go from to go from like, "Here's all this fantastic work, which would cost thousands of dollars to a client." Yes. And then turning around to a client and go, "Uh, um, I think it's going to be like 300 bucks. Is that too much? You have no confidence. You have no track record. That's why I've made a point to, since starting Foundry, even before that, like yeah. reading up on business and negotiations, like this is my latest, it's, it's, this is going to, it sounds like the most boring book possible. I'm going to grab it. No, no, no. I, I love letting new resources go, go. Okay. It's a very creative title. It's called The Psychology, the Psychology of, Graphic of Graphic Design Pricing. I hate how they've laid that out, but okay. It's the guy's branding. I I, I do find it annoying how you put these widows at the end. But anyway. Yeah. Um, it's just like... But it's all about how to price up your work. Oh, good. Is, okay. Maybe I need to read that then. Um, you can borrow it after you finish it. It's really good. Okay. Though, <laughs> because it goes from... If you are a part-time person, if you're a full-time person, if you're in a studio. Oh, they break it like to, completely down. That's cool. Yeah, and it goes through um, how much will it cost you to do your stuff? Like how much would you charge per hour or is it value-based yeah. pricing? And then it goes like, into um, like I think how do pricing you is, like profit. is probably the biggest design. And this isn't a question, but I think pricing is probably the biggest design struggle still for me. Like you're probably not experiencing that as much right now, but like. I'm, I'm getting, I think I'm in that stage where I'm still technically a student and then I'll quote someone work and they're like, we thought you're a student. I'm like, so they're expecting student pricing and you're like, um, no. I've been, yeah, I've been talking with the guy back and forth and then I gave him my first quote and haven't heard a thing since. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm like, you're asking for like at least a week, two weeks worth of work and you want it done like three days. Oh, no, then you have to pay a rush fee. Yeah, it's a lot to, it's a lot to do with um, 
Don't do the value. Yeah. There's there's like, think... there's like this hump. There's a hump there where you're like, and this is this is a generalization, right? But mm. a lot of small clients don't value your work, and it's almost you have to sort of convince them that what you're doing is valuable. Yes. So you can charge, and then after you get over that hump and get to more larger clients, they they know your value. Yeah, so they'll pay you like, money, cool. but you've got to, but you've almost got to get the experience to be able to then, uh, like yeah. charge. You know, like do you know what I mean? Like it's, it's like it's a bit of it's a bit of experience, a bit of confidence at the same time. Yeah, yeah, I need to work on the confidence. Big confidence. I'm good in this kind of situation, <laughs> but like when it comes to being like serious businessman, I'm a bit like. Mm-mm. No, we're good. <laughs> Let me just go and make it's like, things. Please take me seriously, sir. Yeah, please take me seriously. <laughs> Absolutely. Whereas here I am, just making t-shirts and all sorts of weird things. Um, we we went off on a tangent there. Um, <laughs> we? Okay. So back back on back on terra firma. <clears throat> yes. Bit of an existential question. This one, but mm-hmm. dream design job and or client. And why? No, I don't really have a dream job or dream client. That's sort of a cop-out answer. Oh. I know. But my... Really, my... there must be something. At the moment, I'm really happy to play around in lots of different spaces, you know? Okay. So um, I'm studying... I'm technically through foundry... Um, through school, I'm technically studying... UX slash product design, whatever yes, you call yeah. that. Your your UX man, as I refer to you sometimes. <clears throat> UX man, exactly. Yeah. So I love that area. That's fantastic. Right. I also love animation. Love like well, I mean that makes sense. Text animation, story. 2D animation. Yeah. Um, I enjoy writing. I enjoy photography. I enjoy videography. So you really are like you just. How do I put this? You are just going on a wild adventure in many different areas and and seeing where you land is essentially the thing. What happens, what happens. Okay. Um, But there's, there's, there's no, like, there's no, let me rephrase it then, there's no, like, campaign that you've seen. Like, let me just use an example that springs to mind of, like, um like the Sonos campaign for their speakers. Like there's nothing like that that you look at and go, oh, I wish I'd done that even. No. Like I definitely see stuff and I'm like, that's really cool. I see what they've done there. Yeah. And my first reaction is, I wonder if I can do something similar. Right. And then I'll try it myself. And then you'll be like, oh. And and I'm like, cool. Okay, so I need to do a 3D model here, which I'm also learning. Um and need to do this and that but I can't think of a place my, my my worry is if I focus my attention on like I want to work for this place I might miss an opportunity I look I understand that I, I just find it interesting to be like what is somebody's like dream role or client or because I have yeah. my own and I, I feel like mine oh, are probably detail. very obvious um, do tell Okay. This is when this is when everything's flipped. I'm interviewing you now. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, this is not what I signed up for. This is not a self interview. <laughs> this is about you, not me. Um, so mine would be like a stupid pie in the sky dream would to be 
would to be involved with the Eurovision Song Contest. I would love to work oh, on yeah. some stuff for that because I don't really care if it's identity. I don't care if it's taking over their podcast. Because mm-hmm. actually, this has been the weird revelation for me is podcasting. Since mm-hmm. study, and I know there's like a dime a dozen podcasts now. I get that, and I get that it's a bit of an oversaturated market. But there's just a real joy, and especially this kind of interview series has been another revelation on top of that. Because most of the episodes of this show, until season two, part two, is what I'm referring to it as. Um, <laughs> yeah, have been just me kind of talking into a void, if you will. But mm-hmm bouncing off of yourself and and Clint and Lauren and then as yet to be unannounced guests um, so yeah um, has been quite the, the the revelation of like oh wait a minute there's something interesting yeah. here um, but yeah, yeah so I'd love to, I'd love to do more of that but I don't know I don't really know what that looks like because uh, Client podcasts are a, a very different kettle of fish, and I love it. But it's showing me that I'm perhaps better um, behind the mic than I am in front, which is quite a surprise. Mm. Um, mm. And I think that touches on sort of my feelings. I'm like, I could do something and fall in love and run with it, but I don't want to miss that opportunity if I'm trying to work at Pixar. Yeah, and that's why yeah, I'm like on there. That's why I'm not I'm not putting myself in, in any box. I'm willing to do what people throw at me like. Alright, so shifting gear slightly for our last two questions. Um mm-hmm. favorite thing or things or or I'm trying to I'm trying to be a bit more open ended here because I feel like pinning you in with questions doesn't entirely work um but favorite <laughs> thing that, to thing or or hobbies to do outside of design what makes you tick outside of design essentially if you want to look at it in a broader sense uh it's, it's a tricky one because there's always a sense of design in what i do anyway yeah no i get that i mean before before this interview i, <laughs> I was doing research on studio lighting oh uh so I can do more photography, like studio photography. Right. Uh, actually, probably thanks to COVID, um, I realised that I was like a, a rock, a sedimentary rock, like on my computer doing stuff. I jumped on the scale at the start of the year, and I didn't like I didn't like what I saw. Okay. Right. Right. Okay. Um, so this year I've been really honed in on my physical well-being right so that's you know different diet healthier diet uh-huh. less pizza uh, which has been semi-torturous in my life um more exercise right and sort of jumping into that world right which has been fun how- okay interesting how-, how have you found it then not to not to add another question to our list but how have you found it I'm just curious <laughs> It's really, it's really cool. It's really fun. Um, yeah, not that I fell in love with the gym. Not that I'm a gym bro or anything like that. But <laughs> I it's a wonderful. Just imagine you being like, yeah, I bench, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah, I walk. I'm walking in the gym. The first thing I do is just take off my top and flex, and cover myself in baby oil. That's the first <laughs> oh thing I do. God. It's important. 
That's my warm up. Um, no, what it's 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 a it's almost like a Zen sort of thing because right. as designers we're doing stuff for other people. We're making stuff for other people, and working out is just for you. Right. Okay. So it's like it's a it's a I don't need to think. I can just do kind of situation. Yeah. Yeah. Like you have a plan. Like okay, I need to do this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. You can put you put um, your headset on, listen to a podcast, mm. maybe glittery goodness. That's that's a top. Ah, look at you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, and you just and you just do. Yeah. And okay. An hour later, you're finished. Back into the world. So I've really enjoyed yeah. it. It's been really fun. So our last question on the list. Yep. Um, now this might be a little existential, so so I hope you're prepared. But what brings you joy? What brings me joy? Uh, my family. They bring me joy because I have a sweet little two and a half year old. Oh, I'm concerned because he has a wickedly cheeky sense of humour. I wonder where Just he gets like that me. from. Yeah, that's yeah, that. So I wonder I'm where worried. he gets that from. I'm worried that um, I'm going to later on. I'm going to get a lot of talk back, um, and I won't be able to help myself. One of the one of the most difficult things about being a parent, and like people who tell you different things, it's like you know the nappy changes are horrible. That's not you know that's not the hardest. The hardest thing is when you have to do your parent voice after a kid's done something, but internally you find it hilarious. But you've got to be like, serious parent, no, no, that's not. Yeah, me and my partner take it in turns. So if they do something, one of us will leave the room and just burst out laughing in another room or the other one has to have composure and and tell them off. <laughs> it's seriously difficult. I love that. Um, so yeah, my family. 100%. Um, and I think I've touched on this before. I like learning stuff. You are very much... Is, really. I'm going to actually... I'm going to change your title from UX man to the learning man, I think. The le- the learned man or the learning man? Learning man. I think I think we'll go with learning because you're always learning. Learning so. man. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's like... I don't know. It's like mental mental exercise, you know? Yeah. Keep, keep your brain ticking. And and you've got to keep evolving as a designer as well. Like, um, some something you might have spotted that that happened for me because I, I took an entire week off my traditional job to attend mm. Adobe Max in in the US time zone. Right, so I was up at like three a.m. and <laughs> but that yep. spurred an entire brand change for me, right. like a, a like yeah, a further yeah. evolution. Um, so, yeah, you've, you've just got to keep sort of hunting out inspiration and information and who knows where you'll yep. end up, right? Exactly. Well, before I let you go, uh, not another question, mm-hmm. but do you have anything you want right. to plug? Do you want to plug your socials? Got a website to plug? Surely you of all my guests should have a website. I have a website uh, at jeremyashdown.com. Oh, look at you, MrFancy.com, uh, Domain. Yeah, I got a .com. It was unavailable for ages. 
because someone like else called Jeremy Ashdown had it. How and dare you. I was lucky. Well, I was I was lucky. I'm not sure he was so lucky because yeah, there's someone in the UK named Jeremy Ashdown. Right. He's a UK politician. Well, then can't he can go away. with the .co UK? We passed away, which is oh, which is sad. Oops. Yes. Okay. Um, but on the plus side, I have his domain now. So. Hey! Silver lining! No, silver lining, I oh, guess? Oh, no. <laughs> so, jeremyashdown.com, uh, Instagram, Jeremy Ashdown. I think most of the socials are Jeremy Ashdown. Okay. But, um, no merch or anything you want to plug? No, nothing like this that. This is plug corner. Okay. Maybe. Maybe maybe later. <laughs> maybe we can do a, um, a collaboration. Oh, match collaboration. There you go. Um, there you go. Perfect. Thank you for joining me on, on this episode, Jeremy. Worries. I very much appreciate it. Been thank fun. you for taking the time. So that was my chat with the delightful Jeremy. I really hope you got something out of it, even if it was just one of our many tangents. But if you did, go show Jeremy some love. His socials will be in the show notes. And while you're at it, why not leave us a five-star rating in whatever podcasting apparatus you are listening to us on and join the conversation using the hashtag GGDesignPowers. Our socials are at GlitteryGoodnessPod on Instagram and at GlitteryGoodPod on Twitter. That one's brand new, so go give us a follow and you will get content and clips from the show as usual, plus some fun links too, because Twitter, yay. Until next week, when we meet another wonderful design friend, that's all I have for you. Take care of yourselves, and I'll speak to you soon. You've been listening to Glittery Goodness Presents The Design Pals. This podcast is a Glitterball Studios production. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 